Hello and welcome back to NRI Women, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. We are all connected and share some part of our story with another. We hope in sharing these stories, you know you are not alone, learn something new and be inspired by some of the other amazing women we share this world with. I'm Bettina. And I'm Nanora. Joining us today on the show is the exuberant Gulshan Kavarana. She's the founding member of Special Family Support Group, or SFS, a support group for families with children with special needs, and an art mentor at Mawahed, an art studio for adults with special needs in Dubai, UAE. She's also the recipient of the Princess Haya Awards for Special Education, which is awarded in recognition and motivation of all those who pledge their lives helping people with special needs. Gulshan has two beautiful daughters, Janai, who is now married and based in India, and Zara, who celebrated her 21st birthday last week. She shares with us her story of how her life changed overnight, followed by years of despair, how she found a way out of that despair, why she set up SFS, and her passion for working with people of determination, a term she loves. The seeds for doing social work were planted when Gulshan was very young. My mother was a widow and she was bringing my sister and me up on her own. And there was always, there were always people in our house, you know. And our house was like an open house. I don't even know if we had enough food, but she would always invite people to come in and, you know, just hang out and have a meal with us. And so, you know, she was such a giving person. And I think I grew up with those uh, values she never had to say okay go and do some work and do some social work it was never like that you know it was just part of our life we just watched her and we did it and when i was growing up in bombay there was this lady called kumi auntie and this kumi auntie was my mentor she was my guide and she saw in me what even i didn't see in myself and she really really pushed me into you know into giving back to the community and to do things and I said Kumi Andy I can't do all this and she said no you you can you have the skills so she believed in me so much and then obviously you know you start believing in yourself and I started doing events for the community. At 18 Kulchan was married to Zahir who she chose as her partner had her first daughter Janai and everything was on track as expected. Janae was seven when two significant things changed. Gulchan and her family were thrilled to find out that she was pregnant for the second time, and two, they moved to Dubai and the United Arab Emirates to support Zahi's career. These were happy times, and yet Gulchan had a nagging feeling that something was not right. Something made me feel that this child is not going to be normal. I don't know why. When you were pregnant? When I was pregnant. And then I said to God, you know what, just give me a normal child and I'll work with people with disabilities for the rest of my life. So when Zara was born, she was absolutely fine. And I, um, you know, in those days I wasn't driving. I didn't have a license. So I asked the taxi driver, I said, is there any special school here? Because there was no internet or anything. And he said, yeah. The vice and of our special needs. So I called them up and they were really happy to have me. I told them I have an art background, I've done commercial art, and I would like to teach uh, the elder uh, group. And they welcomed me and 
so i went there as a volunteer and then there was a girl called aisha who was getting a seizure i used to go there for an hour because i was nursing zara and somehow or the other you know the first four turns that i went there this girl had a seizure there and it was something so hard to watch and i would walk out of the class and say listen i can't i would keep peeping and asking the teacher is it over can i come in now and then you know i would only go in when the seizure would stop and i said to myself how does a mom put up with something like this it's so hard little knowing that uh, four months later it would be my turn zara was four months old and gulshan took her for a routine vaccination she remembers that day vividly so i gave zara the vaccine and she was four months old you know i gave her panadol because they said in case she gets fever let me give her panadol so we put her in the cot next to our bed and then around 1:30 i woke up with this sound and you know we didn't have a phone mobile phone to with the torch or anything i had a torch so i put the torch on her and i said what's happening you know so she was jerking and there was foam in her mouth and it looked like a convulsion i didn't know the name seizure or fit i i knew fit and convulsion yeah. so i woke my husband up i said i think she's having a convulsion and he said what what is that so i don't know what it is but i just felt maybe she has fever my hands were so cold i couldn't even uh, feel to see if she had fever i just put her in the bathtub you know to get the temperature down and then my husband picked her up and he said okay i think she's dead you know and so we just sat in silence and i just said you know it was it was such a strange feeling it was just because her body was jerking so much yeah. and then it just stopped so he said she's dead so we just sat holding her and then something i just felt like this push you know like get up and do something and i started wearing my clothes and said listen you're taking her to the hospital so we got a taxi and we didn't speak and then we went there and they said okay we need to revive her and then you know they gave her oxygen and and they said it was a febrile convulsion a fever was high and they said don't worry about it is one off case just relax so I, said so put it behind me i said okay yeah, let's move on something really bad has happened but she's fine now and she's with us the kabaranas felt immense relief to have zara back and know that all was going to be well they carried on with their lives and even went on holiday in india the following month zara was doing really well and gulchan was breastfeeding her when zara had yet another seizure and knew you know this is going to be a long haul something massive has happened the the doctors put her in a uh, pediatric icu and this they were doing all kinds of tests on her and and i said can you just explain what is going on but they didn't know either and then you know we met dr udani who's a pediatric neurologist who is an ep- epileptologist and he you know got it spot on he knew immediately what it was but he didn't really want to tell us and yeah it was hard to come to terms with you know your your baby who was born perfect is now having seizures 
and you don't know what the future is going to be is she going to be disabled because i've always worked with people with disabilities my school had a special needs school where every thursday we could go and volunteer we could either go there or we could go to ashadan when i moved to college the same uh, kids from my school uh, moved to the vocational center called sadhana school so you know i i hung out with them during lunch time they were just hanging they were my friends you know they they had autism they had down syndrome but they were my friends so i've always been part of the special needs community and i think at one point god must have just said you know she's so fond of them let's give her one of her own <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i was a hypocrite you know i love being around them but i didn't want one of my own i didn't want to come home yes to a child with special needs Zara was diagnosed with Dravet syndrome, a rare kind of epilepsy that begins in infancy. Kulchan did not comprehend the gravity of this diagnosis at that point. She had been working in the special needs field and knew early intervention was key. So she put all her efforts to provide Zara with the necessary support. You know when the when the doctor when Dr. Udani used to tell me Zara is going to regress. I said so that means she's getting better. He said no. regress <laughs> you know i was not ready to listen to anything and he said she's going to regress at one and she didn't she was absolutely fine and then i went back showing off i said listen she didn't regress yeah because i, I really i did early intervention because i was already in the field i knew exactly what to do there was no wasting of time he said okay at three definitely she'll regress and i said you know screw you it's not going to happen mm-hmm. and i i started looking at him like he was this evil devil you know i said with horns and i said i just hate this man yeah. but at the, i mean i depended so much on him because you know he's the only one who can help with zara at age 3 as much as gulshan had hoped it would not happen it happened Zara regressed. Gulchan was in shambles. She wrote a poem to describe what it felt like. The day the world and I lost a princess. 31st August 1997. The world lost a princess and I lost my princess. Princess Diana is no more and my princess Zara is no more Zara. At least we got a glimpse of what Diana was all about. My Zara just faded away. I still mourn for both of them. I still curse that day in the silence of the night. It's like being given a pearl and then all of a sudden without warning, you're only given the oyster shell to keep and enjoy. In the beginning, you just can't seem to accept the emptiness of that shell. Its lack of color and luster seems to just lie in the corner. Then you look at that shell. You're constantly reminded of the pearl that was part of your life. You really desperately want it back. Time and again you think, what if I still had that pearl? What if I didn't allow this to happen? What if? And the reality hits. And you get reminded of the shell. All I want is my zara back 
she stopped doing everything she used to just lie i had a little mattress in the living room she used to lie on that so my lowest point was at that time you know when 15 seizures a day it had a toll on not only her on me on my husband on my daughter on my nanny who was there at that time all of us were struggling you know to come to terms with this and the seizures were lasting for 10 to 15 minutes each some were even for an hour oh my god and you know you've seen the pieta yeah you know where mother mary is holding jesus after his pass yeah you've seen that you've seen her face you've seen how helpless she is you know i used to feel like that like she's there but she's not there she's breathing but sometimes she wasn't she was blue in her face her nails were blue and i would say you know what just take her away it's fine and i would speak to her and say zara it's okay if you want to go it's okay you know my tears falling on her face and just helplessly just but i was willing to let her go at that time and that was my lowest lowest point this was only the beginning of the roller coaster ride of emotions that kulchan and zahir had to deal with Gulchan continued to volunteer at the special needs center. Funnily enough, this is where she found her respite, being around others, supporting them unconditionally, until she found a way to do the same for her daughter. And when Gulchan was struggling to find a way forward, an angel walked into her life. There's this amazing woman who came into our life. Her name is Sandhya, and she came to volunteer and to work with Zara because she had done a special ed course. and she believes so much in early intervention and i i don't know i was so arrogant in those days so when sandhya came i was just being arrogant and i said you know you don't even understand what i go through because i felt i was the only one in the world going through a child who had special needs and uh, seizures and she said no i understand what you're going through i said no you don't she said i do I said, but unless you have a child, she said, I don't have one. I have two. So I have twins with um, cerebral palsy, and they were adults by then. And she said, I know what you go through, and it's hard. So let me just tell you, you're going through your seven stages of grieving. And then she explained. I didn't know what there were, what the seven stages were. And she said, "Right now you are in this anger stage." I was so angry. I was angry with the whole world. I was angry at the nurse for giving her the vaccine. I was angry at myself. Why the hell did I trust the doctors so much? Why did they give her the shot? Why didn't they ever ask questions? Because we, I have been reacting to vaccines. Jana has been reacting to vaccines. It is there in our family, but nobody ever asked us. You know. and i was just angry i was angry at my mother for no reason and just angry with the whole world and she said okay you know once you pass anger you'll come to i said what is the next stage so she said you'll figure it out yourself so the next stage was a self pity only me oh my god it's you know and then you go through all the stages and then she said there will be a day when you will come to acceptance and i said except what that she's normal she's not except that she has special needs no you know she and those days so it was it was really hard there was this big fight in my head going on except what and then this one lady she said to me just accept you are in a difficult situation 
and that one line i swear it was that day when i felt this weight lifting on my shoulders and i said that's what it is i'm in a difficult situation and you know my life just changed and i started looking at zara in a different light i stopped being her nurse and her carer and her teacher and her uh, therapist i started being her mother yeah and that's when i started loving her unconditionally from the dark mother days where everything was a blur golshan had found a way to move forward on a path she was well versed with being a mother with that realization golshan's life was transformed and she realized for the first time the unconditional love and support her husband zahir and daughter jinai provided she was giving me so much hope and you know she used to put these little posters and say mom stop worrying she said zara is sweet you know and then when sometimes when i used to go and drop her um to school and you know that was such a nice bonding time for me and her and she would say to me you know that when i keep talking to you you just tell me just keep quiet and you are crying that zara is not talking so do you want <laughs> funny right <laughs> you know so she was giving me all these reality checks you know yeah. and she honestly loved her sister the way she was she didn't know any other sister yeah and she just loved her unconditionally and i i couldn't you know i just wanted no 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 she has to speak now she has to walk now she has to do this you know and so so the teacher in the school she said listen why don't you just get get involved in a support group so i said okay so i tried looking around i couldn't find anything i came back to her and i said i couldn't find a support group so she said if you can't find one start one and that's exactly what gulchan did special family support group was born in her living room 20 years ago with six families that came to meet and offer each other support from there it has grown helped hundreds of families across the world SFS is a non-profit social support group where families with special needs come together, share their struggles, find comfort, and more importantly, forget the everyday mundane and simply have fun together. We want the whole uh, family to be together. We want the dads to be involved, we want the siblings to be involved. And you know, over the years, they've started watching my husband. You know, they they see that he's feeling Zara and then they they look at me and they say you're not doing it they said he's also the dad it's fine mm-hmm. so now a lot of dads are participating more in the kids uh, you know and now if you know the children have just grown they've become adults yeah and it it's just amazing there are loads of stories that i can share about sfs you know and she shares the story of Hanifa who has two children of determination Hanifa is from Pakistan and her husband Indian when Hanifa's husband passed away suddenly she was faced with a terrifying choice ahead to move back with her children Nilofar and Nadeem to Pakistan or to find a way to support her family and stay in the UAE Hanifa was not working at the time and Nilofar was the only working member of the family I said Anifa let me go on the radio let me go on in the newspaper let me put your story 
all i want is for you to have a roof over your head yeah. you know let us get you a house and she said no not like that i don't want i don't want people to feel sorry and to but you know everyone who everyone knew nilofa and nadim and knew hanifa they really wanted to help and support her and i don't know from where she gets the strength you know hanifa but she just stood up and she said okay you know what i'm going to be there for my kids and i'm going to so she started working nadim is working also in a hotel and the three of them pay zakat you know yeah yeah it was just about supporting this one family yeah and in turn hanifa supports i can't tell you how many you know she's she's become like the go to person in ajman mm-hmm. and they all listen to her and they respect her yeah so honestly i believe when you empower the mom yeah the whole atmosphere in the house changes sfs has helped empower so many mothers for some they found friends who became families others found mentors they could look up to for guidance but most importantly almost everyone has found the courage and strength to deal with their situation knowing they have someone to fall back on and gulchan is very grateful for her support system i i'm so blessed that i've always had an amazing nanny right now i have saraswati in my life i can't tell you how grateful we are she's from nepal she's come into our life 7 years ago you know when she came to my house it was the sera and she said can i uh, put all my gods and goddesses i want to worship them so i woke up one morning my kitchen was just taken over there were loads of photos of krishna and this and that i said saraswati ek bhagwan ka photo rakh sakte ho next to mine but you can't just you know take over the whole kitchen and then she took it all away and my husband said okay this is it now she's going to leave us i said so i went to her and i said listen i'm really sorry if you want to take over my kitchen do it i don't care and then she said you know i in the night maine bahut socha i dreamt i mean can i say it in hindi yeah of course she said maine bahut hi socha and i said zara ke andar hi bhagwan hai to main is bhagwan ko kyun puja karunga main zara ka hi puja karunga i cried because no one sees zara in that way you know not many people do some do but someone who's not who's in this world considered not educated and but she she said there's just she's so pure Zara is so pure, and there is God in her, and I just worship that God in her, and she does till today. You know, I can do all these things because I have an amazing support system at home. My husband changes her diaper. He gives her a bath. He blows dries her hair also. You know, and he says cut her hair because I can't. I can't do it the way you do it. So, you know, so I. I am truly blessed that they are all part of my life you know mm-hmm. Zara you know she's just so loved yeah yeah and she doesn't even acknowledge it yeah she doesn't smile at us she doesn't show any kind of emotion yeah. but we try and figure we just say oh this was 
how she reacted she gave us that one glance so you know she's saying a thank you yeah she is happy we don't know for yeah. sure yeah golshan and her family have come a long way and here's what she'd like to say to all those who are currently facing a trying time in their life so the first thing i would say to new parents is allow yourself to grieve you know go through all seven stages of grieving and only then you can accept your child i would also tell them to stop being a carer a nurse a therapist and they should just enjoy the child and leave the teaching to the professionals then tell yourself every day that i am a spouse first before i became a parent stop with what if and if only i you know stop with all that stop worrying it doesn't get you anywhere beware of the why question it has no answer the more constructive approach is to change the why question to a what question what can i do what more is there you know so stop with the why and go to the what please stay away from the babas and gurus you know this is you can't imagine i i i think i can write a book on this so if a baba or a guru um is going to really help you then he'll do it for free yeah so then it's okay accept that but if you have to pay then don't do it all her adult life kulchan volunteered at the special needs center and then she found the perfect job almost as if it had been tailor made for her teaching adult people of determination life skills through art and for the first time in her life at 46 gulchan had a job that paid something her mother was very proud of she purchased a new television for her mother with her very first salary something that gulchan is very proud of and today 9 years on since she took that job as an art teacher at mawahead beautiful people she hasn't looked back um i teach them life skills they teach me what life is all about they don't judge they don't um have any mean negative things about you you know if even if you are because i am the teacher i do push them they just accept you they they know the day that i haven't slept because i has had a seizure in the night and i've come and they say oh my god you know you need to you need to come down they 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 see all that you know this they're so open and they're so willing to love you unconditionally this so much that they give i i get back lots more than what i give them you know you know there are days when zara i mean she has a seizure almost every week and she has a seizures when she sleeps the seizures last for only 2 uh, 3 minutes yeah but then after that you know she's so restless and she wants to keep walking we have to carry her sometimes i carry her on my back i can't carry her in the front i put her in the wheelchair we take her around sometimes i just put her in the car jinai taught us that you know that she needs movement just drive with her so in the night at 2 3 in the morning i'm just driving in the ranches if you see me it's because that has had a seizure and she's sitting next to me she needs to move and then we go to work you know so you have to make a choice every single day when you wake up do i want to be miserable or do i want to be happy 
you know you can choose miserable there are days when i'm miserable and i drive everybody else crazy as well mm-hmm. of course it's not an easy life that we're li- living mm-hmm. it's not a normal life that we are living you know but this is our normal and what other choice do i have mm-hmm. i can't be down my whole life i can't you know so surround yourself with beautiful people that's what i do at mawaya that's what i do at sfs when i come home you know zara just grounds me zaheer is the most peaceful human being he grounds me you know saraswati is just handling the everything you know so i am blessed so i do tell myself as well i am too blessed to be stressed <laughs> today Zara is the oldest surviving Indian with Dravet syndrome and the Kavaranas are so grateful for all their blessings. Kulchan shares some of the lessons she's learned. The first thing is anything and everything is possible in your life. You have to want it and it will manifest. Everything begins with a thought. I am a Zora student so good thoughts, good words, good deeds. Second thing is There will be days when you will feel emotionally and physically drained. The stress and the pressures will get you at some point. That's when I want you to tell yourself that I'm in a valley and that's the only place and the only way out of the valley is the peak. So the third lesson is you have to dream big, you know. There's no harm in dreaming big. Just dream big. I really feel I'm the richest person in the world. I'm not, but I feel. So when I dream I dream big. You know, whatever you want is available, but you have to want it. The fourth lesson is nobody will remember you by how much money you've made in your life and what's truly important is how many lives you touch. Sixth one is ask and it shall be given. If you believe you deserve something, ask for it. If you don't ask, you don't get. You know, have faith. There is a higher power. Everything does happen for a reason. You might not understand why you have these trials, but when you look back and you will say, "That's what I had to learn from it, and that's why I had to go through this." And keep repeating to yourself, "This too shall pass." Be grateful. Thank God. Thank your parents. Thank your spouse. Thank your children. Thank your teachers. You wouldn't be where you are without them. So. You know, thank your children. They are teaching you as well. Every day they teach you lessons. So be grateful. Thank everyone. Be happy to start the new day with a new sense of inspiration. Live a life that matters. Find your purpose. Very important. When you find something you love to do, love it, love it, love it. Good things come from being brave. Chase what you love. Don't let somebody steer you off. stay true to yourself go great <laughs> try and touch one life every day and you can do it just with a smile you know if you want to say the f word just say it <laughs> after 50 you can <laughs> you'll cut it off i know <laughs> but yeah i started saying it and it's freedom freedom yeah that's, that's a word, a word. <laughs> and golshan has found the freedom to live and love and be loved unconditionally why did this happen this question has been on my mind for the longest time 
Initially, I believed it was because I'd done something wrong. I saw it as a punishment. I kept repeating the question, why me? Until I got an answer from the question, why not me? Could I honestly find someone better than me to be Zara's mother? I don't see anyone. I'm not trying to brag, but the amount of unconditional love I have for her is indescribable. No one can bring me such peace as I feel when I am with Zara. I have come a long way, a long way from why me to why not me to thank God it's me. Thank you for joining us today and we hope you'll help the voices of our guests be heard by sharing this episode with your family and friends. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. Just look for NRI Women. To learn more about our guest, please visit our website, nriwoman.com. I'm Nanora. And I'm Bettina. If you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at hello at nriwoman.com or tweet us at nri underscore woman. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at NRI Woman Podcast. Our featured podcast promo is Everyone Has a Story by Nathan Wade, a weekly podcast interviewing ordinary people with extraordinary stories. This podcast can be found on the same podcast listening platforms as ours. It wasn't, it wasn't even a cool dog, like a Rottweiler. <laughs> no, it's like, no, a schnauzer. schnauzer almost took me off the earth. <laughs> So, did you drink a lot? Did you yeah. uh, do drugs? I mean, what? Yeah, I, yes, to both. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to tell you, I, I was an ass. Really? For the bulk of those years. Okay, just and like what you mean, arrogant? The, the arrogant, it was just all about Phil Moon, whatever Phil Moon could do to benefit Phil Moon. Okay. Uh, and I didn't care who I walked on, who I stepped on, who I angered. Have you ever passed someone on the sidewalk and wondered what their story is? What makes them tick? What makes them who they are? I'm Nathan Wade, and I'm the host of Everyone Has a Story podcast. Each week, we interview an average person and explore the events that have impacted, shaped, and molded them into the individuals they are today. In this world of vicious social media rants and bitter partisan politics, we need to put the Facebook down, shut the Fox News or CNN off, and take our neighbor a plate of cookies. I'm trying to do my small part here to bring people a little closer together. So grab your favorite beverage, find a comfy chair, and join me in on the conversation. Everyone Has a Story releases a new episode every Monday morning. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also listen and subscribe at everyonehasastorypodcast.com. Remember, everyone is unique. Everyone has a story. What's yours? This episode was edited by Deepthi Shubish. New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring, and be kind. Next week on NRI Woman, I remember like one of the volunteers said that they had asked the question, okay, what if a, a lady in a sari comes and says that somebody had um, catcalled her or inappropriately touched her in the bus and what if there's a girl in shorts who did that?
And the first response is, oh, you know, they would help the person in the in the sari because they think that, oh, you know, she is better than the one. 